Iced tea. Go a cappella. Now I'm on the West Coast, relaxing and chill, living on the mead streets of Beverly Hill. I have I love I, it. You way better than a lot of rappers that are making yes. records right now. She is Olivia Munn. Drop my name as much as you can. By the way, I am a first-class name dropper. The great, legendary John Madden. And then on the phone, Steve Marriott. She's- <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's the thing. You watch a guy. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who is that? Mooch, how did you sniff that out so quickly? I sniffed that out. I sniffed that out. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the first in-season week edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. Full and fresh, fresh after week number one is in the books, getting set to go to Lambeau Field to kick off week number two. First of 13 Thursday night football games right here on NFL Network between the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. I am your humble host, Rich Eisen. Very excited to be with you here today with a, a fun show. Our first one of the 2012 regular season. We've got Ed Reed of the Baltimore Ravens, the future Hall of Famer, first ballot, surefire Hall of Famer, fresh off of the Ravens beatdown of the Cincinnati Bengals on the first of two Monday night games uh, to kick uh, finish up uh, week one of the 2012 regular season. Ed Reed, fresh off of that game in which he surpassed Rod Woodson for the most return yards by an interceptor in the history of the NFL. Ed will join us. We will chat with Ed uh, on this show. And Jerry Ferrara, uh, of entourage fame, a big-time Giants fan, a big-time fantasy football nut. He will also be here as well. Good to see you, Chris Law. Good to see you, sir. Rich, good to see you. Thanks. Always a pleasure. You bet. Good to see you, Chris Brockman. How Rich, are you, how sir? are you feeling after that week one? Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, I, I missed the NFL more than I thought I, I was missing it. I'm serious. Yeah, you texted me that, and I couldn't I agree really more. thought it was something else, man. Um, um, and it was incredible. Your Patriots look better. Defense. How's that Chandler I mean, Jones how, how, doing? How did those? How did those? How, how did it work out with the two first round picks this week? Well, well Chandler Jones with a sack, forced fumble, and uh, Dante Hightower with the pickup. Nice moving into the end zone. We'll take That's it. That's it. We'll okay. take it. You got that. And then um, they look good. The, the uh, Eagles didn't look so good. Well, I mean, that's just a first week. Jitters, maybe. They got the win, though. We'll they see. They got the win. That's year. all there is. No pictures in the scorecard. I thought it looked uh, incredible. The other teams, the Niners put the bang thing wow. on the Packers. Wow. I mean, an absolute bang thing. They looked great. The Cowboys, again, I know this was the first game of the season. They were one of the more impressive teams of week number one. The Jets, where in the world did that come from? So they were hiding all the good plays during the preseason. I don't huh? know. But the Bills, I mean, that is not. Everyone was high on them. I was high on them. I was too. That was incredible. Um, Another 40-burger put up by the Ravens. Uh, five 40-burgers were put up in week number one. That was the most Redskins, of Rich. all time. RG3, to me, was the most impressive performance. I know, and, and, and there's so many other ones. I get it. Peyton Manning, after 600-some-odd days off, doing his Mount Rushmore thing again. That was incredible. Alex Smith looked great. Romo was good. Matt Ryan and the, and the, and the Falcons looked superb as well. Joe Flacco, holy smokes. Where'd that come from? Well, I mean, Ray Rice will tell you where it came from. It's always been it's, there. It's, it's been there. And Flacco has clearly taken a step forward. But to me, RG3, that was it. I mean, he looked comfortable. He looked in control, in command. It was all his – it was all – I mean, and to do it in New Orleans, Vilma comes out for the coin toss, place going crazy, and he outplayed Drew Brees. He outplayed him. Red, uh, Saints were up 7 nothing, right? So they just and, – and, and that was incredible. I mean, that was superb. 
and um, I'm probably missing some other great performances as well. Um, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. Yeah, that was that was special as well. Um, the the Minnesota Vikings winning the first overtime game of the new overtime game, uh, uh, the first field goal ever kicked in overtime that didn't end overtime, and uh, that was after Jacksonville scored with 20 seconds left. Maurice Jones drew Adrian Peterson looking like they didn't have hanging over them what they had over hanging over them. But uh, what we've got is a a, a, a big-time player on the phone, on hold. Jerry Ferrara waiting in the wings. Let's get to Ed Reed right now. He is now the all-time leader for most return yards by an interceptor in NFL history. He is uh, proving once again why he is a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer whenever he does decide to hang him up. He is none other than Baltimore's Ed Reed. How are you, Ed? I'm good, Rich. How's it going? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, before we get to uh, the game on Monday night, uh, we are chatting the day after your season opening win against the Cincinnati Bengals. But we're also talking uh, mere hours after you spoke so eloquently at the memorial for Art Modell in Baltimore. I'd love to get your thoughts on uh, on Art Modell from you right off the bat, Ed. Uh, Art was a great man. Um, Art was like a father figure to a lot of guys around here, you know, and uh, a great owner. Um, as you see the old clips, you know, Art with the players and stuff like that. Like I said last night, I mean, every every clip you see when they show an Art, you know, he's he's hugging a player, talking to the players. And, and when I when I came to Baltimore, that's just how he was. You know, he never stopped being that way. He always was concerned and caring. I would say. You know, to check and see how you were doing, you know, outside of football. You asked me how my family was doing, you know, asked how I'm doing, you know, and um, if there was ever anything I needed, you know, he always told me to come talk to him, you know, whatever it may have been. What was the first time you met him? You were drafted in 2 Ed. What's your first memory of Art Modell? Him coming out to practice, you know, on the golf cart, man, you know, just sitting out there watching us. You know, like, who's that? You know, in the cart. You know, you think of Steve Bashotti. You know, and, and, and you look over, and it's, it's our other owner. You know, it, it, it's Art. You know, and, and, and you go over there, man, you shake his hand, and he pulls you in. You know, he wants to hug, you know, and, and talk to you. And, uh, and there's always a smile. And like everybody says, always, you know, a joke or something. But, you know, Art always had a smile on his face, you know, and, um, and always was concerned with you. Was his name invoked uh, by the team, with the team, before the Monday night game against Cincinnati? Yeah, we, we, we talked about it. You know, Coach Coach um, Harbaugh definitely talked about it, you know, and mentioned Art, you know, in his speech the, the night before, you know, and he knew, you know, everybody's mind was focused and, and, and Hart was in the right place for putting this one out there for Art, regardless of the um, – win the loss column. We, you know, we know we wanted to win. You know, you play every game to win, but, you know, it was just, it was it was more about us just going out there and giving great effort, you know, knowing that, you know, we lost a great man a part of this organization. You just wanted to lay it all on the line for him. And, you know, I also mentioned Art in the prayer. You know, Rev, our team chaplain, Rod Harrison, asked me to pray before the game and, you know, I mentioned him also, man, a prayer, man. You know, you just know that he was, <laughs> he was sitting right next to our Lord and Savior, you know, watching the game, you know, the way he has always been. Was he in a golf cart, you think, Ed? I'm thinking he probably was. I'm thinking <laughs> he was in a golf cart a lot, a lot more plush, 
You know, that's <laughs> right. More comfortable. I, had some, <laughs> I bet some nice angels singing and everything. You know, during the breaks for. I bet. Um, okay, let's get to that game. Well, uh, let's just let, let me start. I guess in a, in a in a larger scope. Pre-snap, walk me through what you're doing from your position. Pre-snap, Ed Reed. I'm trying to get my corners lined up half the time. You know, the <laughs> first game, man, you got a lot of juices flowing. Guys' minds are, you know, everywhere. You know, and you're trying to make sure you get the call because um, Cincinnati did pose a problem. They always do. You know, they have a bunch of great athletes that you have to have your eyes on, you know, at all times. You know, and at the same time, you got to get the calls out, you know, and make sure your players are lined up, you know, your teammates are lined up, you know. And, uh, I mean, my, my my job is pretty much just, you know, communicate with those those guys and, you know, and make sure the ball just stays in front of us, you know. And, 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 and for the most part, it did. You know, those guys hit a bunch of plays early, you know, but our, our D-line turned it up and our offense and special teams just phenomenal. What happened on your pick six? Walk us through that pre-snap process um we was in a um cover two and um tight end came up vertical you know and kind of faked inside and bent it out you know by the time he turned out you know the ball was already on its way because um courtney courtney upshaw came around from the end position you know with all those guys putting a bunch of pressure on the left side courtney came around the middle and um put a hand in his face and forced him to throw it a little bit earlier you know, then he wanted to, and it floated. You know, and he, um, Gresham tipped it again. You know, he tipped the first one, but he tipped that one again. But, you know, I was just happened to be in the right place at the right time. You know, hit me on my left shoulder pad, caught it. And are so, you, and, and every time you grab an interception, we've discussed this before in the podcast, but it's worthy of, of revisiting. You're thinking points every time you touch the ball, correct? Every time. Every time. It's, it, you go from defense to that offensive mentality. You know, I was always, um, you know, kind of going both ways in high school and always wanted to be a punt returner and stuff like that in college. But we had guys like Santana Moss and Philip Buchanan, so I, I had to go and start blocking punts, you know. And, uh, but but any time you get the ball in your hand, you know, it's it's near sideline to try to get in the end zone. And if not, pitch it, correct, Ed? If, if, if it's um, – in a reasonable place, you know. Oh, you've pitched it in right unre- there, No, you know, you've you've I was pitched, you've, quarterback. <laughs> you've pitched it in unreasonable positions as well, Ed. <laughs> I was an option quarterback, you know. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's in me to score. I mean, think about yeah. how think about how many more return yards you'd have if you never pitched it, right? You just yeah. you, even you just get that's, a couple more. That's true. That's true. But you know, I, I pray to be unselfish, and that's what it's about. There you go. And you used every ounce of the remaining power in what was in your remaining thirty-three year old body in the in the remaining hours of your thirty-three ness to get yes, in that end zone as I well. Did. I did, and that's what I'm looking at. Like like a transition over from thirty-three to thirty-four. <laughs> you know, I, I I believe that I expended every ounce of energy and, um, as a thirty-three-year-old from from. <laughs> Last September 11th, all the way to this one, 365 days ago, all the way up to this one, you know, and um, last night was a testament of it. How are you feeling the day after? How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm actually sitting in the training room right now as we speak, just finished icing up, you know, and getting some treatment on my hamstring, you know, um, but feeling good, feeling good, feeling motivated. 
So describe for me the scene right now in that training room. What do you got? It's quiet. It's quiet. Um, it's very quiet. Uh, a couple guys going in and out, you know, which is good. You don't, you don't like to see the training room packed, you know, like it was during training camp, you know, but you don't like to see a bunch of guys in the training room, you know. So it's quiet right now. A couple guys in here just getting treatment, you know, minor stuff going on, Marshall Yonder and myself. You know, just in here, sitting around, getting treatment. Somebody else in the corner over there sleeping with the um, blanket over their head. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about when when you see the names, Ed, that you have passed on this list that you now top for most return yards by any defender in NFL history? You just passed Rod Woodson. Dion is on that list as well, Ed. What are your thoughts when you hear those names that you now look down on on this list? It's an honor. You know, it's an honor. Just like I was telling Steve Young last night, you know, I grew up watching him. You know, I grew up watching those older guys play. You know, that's the reason why I play the game the way I've played the game, um, especially for this long, you know, to have this longevity, you know, as those guys did. You know, Rod Woodson, I looked up to Rod, you know, when he's in safety, and um, just try to do things that he did, you know, also Dion, You know, Dion was a, a, a primetime, you know, guy. I mean, that's his name, primetime. You know, I should be probably primetime junior, you know, because, you know, I, I, I looked up to Dion because when he, he got the ball in his hand, you know, he was going to score, you know. And, um, you know, to, to have Dion come here first, you know, years back, you know, it was an honor just to be around him. You know, he, he learned a lot from Dion because he's a, for one, he's a God-fearing man, a great, a great father, you know, and a great leader, you know, and, you know, that's somebody that you have to look up to, even when he doesn't know it, you know, you, you're still looking up to him, you know, and um, Dion just welcomes everybody in, and now he's just doing great things off the field with, with the true teams, you know, yeah. I keep up with that on Twitter, I just be following him, you know, and always get a good word from Dion. You know, good inspirational, good motivation, you know, um, tweet from Dion, you know, and just watching what he does. And kind of, you try to replicate something that, that guys before you did, you know. And, um, I mean, the ultimate, ultimate guy that I'm reaching for, you know, is like Night Train Lane, you know, with the with the consecutive, the, um, the year, the year interceptions he had with 14 and, and, and Paul Cross, of course, mm-hmm. you know, to be the ultimate guy. You know, have that ultimate crown with interceptions. Yeah, you, you now you, you now rank um, on the uh, the uh, interceptions returned for a touchdown list. You're tied for eighth in terms of total career return touchdowns, tied for fourth all time, Ed. And also, you've got another surefire first ballot Hall of Famer on your team right now as well in in Ray Lewis, who had this to, he had this to say about you after the game last night when asked about how you passed Rod Woodson to top this all time list. Give a listen real quick. I think one of the greatest things I have to compliment Ed because one of the greatest things I've had the, 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 the pleasure to do is play with two of the greatest safeties and, and defensive backs that I've ever seen play, and that's Rod Wilson and Ed Reed. You know, and, and that alone, you know, people talk about, about Ed age and people talk about my age, but our numbers speak for themselves, man, when we talk about where we would be when this game is over individually and, and as a defense. That's Ray Lewis, Ed. What yeah, that's, that's, that's big bro. You know, um, so much respect for Ray, you know, because I know his where his heart is at when it comes to this game, you know, from giving it to a young guy to his work ethic in the offseason, you know, and um, I mean, to to have him say that, you know, I, he always tell it to me for one, 
you know, and he always motivate me and motivate us, you know. So, I mean, it, it just it's a testament of what we've done, you know. Um, just just the things I've done with Ray, you know, the time I spent with him, you know, and um, going forward, you know, you you can learn so much from that guy, you know, man. He he, he gives it all, you know. He he says when he says, you know. That you know the experiences and the things that we go through, you're supposed to give it and tell it to somebody else. He definitely, definitely does that. Yeah, but do you do you follow him to the point where you will start drinking the same kale and carrot or lettuce juices that he is drinking right now, Ed? I mean, do you go that yeah, far? My, my, it's funny you said it because my, I got a uh, assistant now, and uh, she's 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 just all about this juicer. Mm-hmm. You know, and so so I think I'll be drinking that stuff too. Jamil McLean already gives it to me. He'd be handing me his cups that he bring here. Is that right? And, uh, so you that, that whole phrase, I'll have what he's having. The Ravens are are are, are going down. Ray's leading them down a a nutritious vegetable juice type path. Is that what's happening right now, team wide? Yeah, you know that's one thing we all do. You know, if somebody around here is doing something good, you know, we all we all pretty tend to get on it you know we all tend to get on it and try to be as healthy as possible because we know who we're working for and that's the man next to you you know so and and nobody's holding it you know from anybody you know everybody's giving it you know if you need something you know and and you feel it's going to help you or somebody feels it's going to help you it definitely gets offered it's Mm. just to a man you know, up to you to take take place in whether or not you want to do it. Well, I'll tell you who's who looks like he's had his vitamins, and that's Joe Flacco. Holy yes. smokes! <laughs> what we saw last night, what we saw Monday night, uh, I think the whole rest of the league had to take notice at that. And the because it's not just the way the tempo that you were playing; it was how mm-hmm. how comfortable Flacco looked in it. How much in command he felt and seemed and then and then it seemed contagious everybody was making plays if Flacco was putting the ball anywhere near a receiver last night eight yeah. different ones caught the ball uh yeah. they they were coming down with it and i'd love to know from your perspective having watched you know your offense struggle at times in your tenure mm-hmm. in in Baltimore what your thoughts we're watching 44 points get put on the board, six of them obviously from you, seven from you. But uh, that was an incredible performance last night. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And the fact of the matter is, you know, we just getting started. You know, we're not even clicking on all cylinders like me and Joe was talking after um, on the sideline when we both were out. You know, we had a bunch of uh, communication areas, you know, that, you know, we know his first game, you know, we need to get better on. You know, and that's what it's for. Good thing it didn't cost us too much. You know, we had a couple of things on offense that Joe mentioned. You know, I know we gave up a sack that, that happened. You know, Joe took one square, you know, in the chest or whatnot. You know, and I know that was probably a mental breakdown or a communication thing. You know, so, I mean, we, we know there's, there's room for improvement, you know. And I'm sure Cincinnati probably could say the same thing. But, you know, there's a lot of room for improvement. And, and But to see our offense making those plays, to see those guys going up and getting that ball the way they were for Joe, man, it's, it's exciting. You know, and the offensive line definitely, I mean, this is probably one of the best offensive line I've seen you know, around here, you know, with those guys, man, and just how they love to work, man. And we got a great leader in Bobby, you know, and Michael Orr and Brian McKinney and Yonda. You know, those guys, man, Matt, 
you know, those guys are just pulling together, you know, and, and giving Joe that time. You know, if Joe gets that time, like we all know, if Joe gets that time, he can throw any ball. So would you agree with Ray Rice that that's it's not his offense anymore? It's Flacco's offense? Would you agree with that assessment, Ed? Um, it's, I, I, it, it had to come to that point to where it's, it's Flacco's offense, honestly. You know, I mean, you talk about the great quarterbacks, the Joe Montana's, the Troy Aikman's, you know, the Kurt Warner's, the guys who took control of the game, you know, and, and Tom Brady's man who, who just go out there and pretty much run the show. You know, it has to be that way. You know, and, and Joe knows it. You know, he's been asking for it, you know, and, and for years now. You know, but I mean, you know, it's, it's 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 just coming together. You know, it's coming together, and definitely, I agree that it is. You know, his offense, but you know, it's all of it. it's it's all of those guys' offense. You know, just like it's all about defense. Ray would say the same thing. It's it's Ray who run the show. You know, and but but it's all of us. All of us have a part in it. Last couple questions for you, Ed. Um, this is your final year of your deal. I know you're just one game in. You're in the training room getting uh, some hamstring treatment. Do you think, as you're sitting there, just me and you talking, uh, that this is it? And and if you do go to the Super Bowl and win it, that it would be it? No. Uh, no I plan to play. I plan to play if um, I'm, I'm feeling healthy enough physically to go for it. You know, um, like, uh, again, I will assess it. You know, I, I wouldn't be um, smart if I didn't assess it, but I do plan to play. Okay. It's your, it's your 34th birthday today. What are you going to yeah, do? What are you going to do after? By the way, the, the, the best gift anybody could give is the gift of the Rich Eisen podcast, by the way. And I don't know if yeah. you're aware of that. I don't, yeah. It's all downhill from yeah, here the rest of the day. Anytime I can talk with you, Rich, you know that, man. I've been looking up to you for a long time, man. You're, you're, you're always been my boy. You're a good man. But what are you going to do the rest of the day? What do you got? Uh, Rich, I'm about to, about the next 30 minutes, man, I'm going to get a massage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a massage. Okay. I'll go out to good. dinner a little later tonight. All right. And um, somewhere in between that, watch some film. And uh, some, somewhere in between after dinner and sleep, watch some more film. So, you know, it's about... You know, getting ready for the next one, man. I always, I always knew my birthday was in the fall. You know, it's fall, baby, which is a great time. You know, I'm a, I'm a football guy. Yeah, you are. You know, mom and dad did it right. You know, I'm a football guy. They did it in the spring. Had them in the fall. You know, so I'm a, I'm a football baby. I was born to do this, and I'm just blessed. You know, and thankful and grateful to God. You know, for putting me, you know, in this platform to, and to be able to affect the people and. Communicate with, with with guys like yourself, man. It's just an honor and, and a gift, you know. And um, I'm really grateful and thankful to be where I'm at. Yeah, you got Vic in your sights next week too, Ed. I mean, uh, yeah. he yeah. the Browns got him four times, picked him four times last week. I saw that man. Do the day fifty six times, crazy. It was crazy. So you know, um, you got your work cut out for you. But I'm sure you don't need me to tell you that, right? No, no, man. I appreciate it, man. Any any um, tips? help I can get. You know, I always listen and take it. Okay. Uh, before I let you go, I do have to tell you this one quick story. We had Josh Freeman, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback yeah, on the podcast. We had Josh Freeman. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but he has five Burmese pythons in his house. <laughs> and I told him if he's ever away on a road trip, you know, he's but down in Florida. Uh, well, I said, you, you, I know just the guy who could watch his snakes for him. And it's Ed Reed. 
That's cold, man. That's <laughs> it's a low blow you hit me with right now. You know <laughs> I, I had to tell him the story. Do not, do not send a tape to this to Indy, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had Reggie Wayne on the podcast yet, but I'm going to tell him the same thing. That's what I told Josh, and he goes, why? I'm like, listen, Ed, Ed loves snakes. He would totally take care of these guys for you. Just leave, just leave him with a set of instructions. <laughs> just leave him with a set of instructions. He will follow them to the letter. Don't worry. You could put your head on the pillow and not worry about it. That's what I told Josh. <laughs> By the way, he did. Josh named. He got a new one, and he named it Eisen after me. That's right his, on, right on. Five of them things. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm just not a. I'm just not a reptile guy. You saw they had like a 55 foot one, and they found in China. I think they ate a, a human, ate a man, it's or something possible. like that. He told you hear us about that. He, I did not hear about that. He told us because that's nuts. I, I mean, that is crazy. He told a story about how one of them got out, and they had a, and it, and it was in his screening room, and he and his buddy were on their hands and knees, found it wrapped around three chairs, and they had to get him out. I'm like, you are See, out. Of- that's so unpredictable. It's, it's crazy, man. Nuts. You know? That's crazy. Now, what if a kid is in there, something to get on his leg, and does the same thing? Come on, man. that so we know what not to get you for your 34th birthday then none of that none of that stuff none of that no animals i'll probably take a dog no animals there you go hey ed thanks for calling in uh feel good we'll see you against philadelphia this week you are the best congratulations on being on top of this list and we look forward to chatting with you down the line definitely rich man thank you you bet happy birthday ed reed ed reed here on the rich eisen podcast in between weeks one and two and we now switch gears uh, welcoming a fellow Brooklynite into this mug right here. Um, longtime fan of Entourage, so it's good to have you in here. You also enjoyed him uh, in the movie um, uh, Think Like a Man, right? Think Like, Think a, man, like yeah. a Man, that that made a ton of money. Let's put it that way. Jerry Ferrara, good to see you, buddy. Good to be here. I don't know how I'm going to follow Ed Reed, but uh, well, I'll I mean, try. Ed Reed, Ed Reed, as you know, is a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. Easily. And why can't you be? As well, Jerry Ferrara. I got to get a ring. Ed Reed has a ring. I'll well, have a your ring. your team got a ring last year. I guess that's your team's close. gotten a ring two out of the last four years. I've like saw actually. some people's rings up close. I don't know if that mm-hmm. actually counts for my Hall of Fame bid, right. but uh, and plus, I don't think Ed's got a sandwich shop. No, Ed does not have a sandwich shop. You've got no. you've got a lot going for you. Trying to build Jerry. a little mini empire just in my own home. You're doing so. great, and I don't know if you caught the end of that story about uh, with me telling Ed about how I told Josh Freeman that he could look after his snakes. The <laughs> reason why I brought that up, and for all the folks listening who may not know this story, but Ed Reed was uh, college roommates with Reggie Wayne, right, back at the U, and Reggie had a snake called Law that Ed had. No desire to touch, be around, have anything to do with it. Reggie left town, left law under the care of Ed Reed, who essentially did not feed the snake. Didn't want to open the cage, didn't want to touch a rat, didn't want to do anything. Figured that he's a snake. He'll survive the week. Unfortunately, law did not. And he referred, he, he, Reggie Wayne told me the story. He passed. He passed. And Reggie Wayne found out with a text. (laughs) <laughs> a two-word text from Ray uh, from Ed Reed that said "Law dead." 
You know, uh, an all timer, an all time story that Reggie Wayne told on this podcast and swore he will never tell that story again because he's sick and tired of it. I wonder in some of their matchups on the field Mm -hmm. if that's ever been discussed after a tackle of Reggie Wayne on his way up. Just I still haven't forgiven you about law for killing law. I'm not, I'm not a big snake guy. I'm kind of like Indiana Jones in that way, where mm-hmm. I snakes are one of my fears. But it's not like you're asking to watch a dog or a cat, like right. feed my snake. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't disagree with Ed Reed. Well, you know what? Uh, he won't be um, an ASPCA spokesman <laughs> no. anytime soon with that story. But Ed, Ed is a caring man, and, and uh, he was great to, to come on here. And it's great to have you here, man. I'm happy to be here. And I'm, I'm pleased that you're here, despite the fact that uh, your Giants – had a shocking season opening loss, the first ever defending Super Bowl champion to open up on a Thursday night and lose. And uh, I was, Cowboys. I was actually at the game that they followed their last Super Bowl victory oh, okay. with against the Redskins, and they destroyed them that game. And I thought it would go that way too. So there was just something weird about the Wednesday night. It just felt, even when I was watching, it felt mm-hmm. weird. It just felt like it was still like a. A one last preseason game, and just the minute David Wilson fumbled the ball, too, it was like, okay, this is this game is not is not going our way. It was a sleepy game for them. They did open up with a loss last year to the to the Redskins as well, but uh, I don't know. I think that division's a lot tougher. I'm not going to be the, jumping on the Redskins bandwagon just yet. I need to see a little more, but okay. that whole division is just weird. To well, me. I mean, right now the Giants are the only team in the division with a loss. Everyone else won in Week One. And um, interesting how you mentioned about David Wilson. Coughlin benched him. He didn't see the field after fumbling the ball. And, David you know, I, I don't blame Coughlin for that only because that actually, if you if you really look back to that game, the momentum was with the Giants early on, the crowd. That took the energy out of the building. It looked like they took the energy out of the offensive line for a little bit because they were starting to move. They looked like they were going to go up in mm-hmm. that game and set the tone. And then from there on out, I don't think it was uh, – I think they were able to recover, and I'm sure fantasy owners everywhere. Ogletree is the most picked up man in all of fantasy. I, I'm I, quite sure. I went on on the spot, <laughs> on the spot, and uh, well, attempted to pick him up because I'm in one of those fantasy leagues that that are smart and have waiver wires. I know that uh, one of our producers, Chris Brockman's in a league where it's the Wild West. You could pick someone up at any time, no order, no nothing. See, that's somebody had me. already someone had already picked up Ogletree. Before he even scored his second touchdown in that game, now, which is ridiculous. Is his league within the NFL Network here? No, or, no, because no, not that I mean one. he's here watching games. It's his job. Still got like beat. he he got beat. Well, he still got beat because, as you know, regardless of well, here's he he was here on the job, meaning he was doing his job. So he couldn't. Somebody really... else who had less of a life. <laughs> it's a double edged sword, I guess. Right? You know what I mean? Like he was. He has a life. He has a life and he was at the job. Now, technically, if your job is in the NFL, then you should be able to be on top of this sort of stuff. But he was working. And then eventually in the middle, I think like halftime, you know, let me see what's, let me go pick him up. Gone, probably minutes ago. Which is ridiculous. Well, I am going to make a call right now and I'm not trying to throw this player under the bus at all, but I'm going to say, by the way, by the way, you're about to throw him under the bus by saying, of course, of course. Well, maybe a small bus. Okay. Um, Ogletree had a great game. I think he'll have a solid year, but he's going to be more of a Patrick Creighton than a Miles Austin. Hmm. He'll have some games here or there, isolated. But, you know, remember when Miles Austin broke out? Everyone was like, I got to pick this guy up. Right. 
I don't think he's going to emerge and be the go-to that Miles Austin can be if healthy. I'm going to say he's going to be the new Patrick Creighton for the but Cowboys. if he's the new LaRon Robinson from last year. Three guys. Scary. By the way, three guys last year. I, I saw that stat before our, our, our pregame show on Sunday. I couldn't believe it. Even in this pa- passing crazy league, last year only three wide receivers had double digits and touchdowns. Only three of them. Wide receivers, because obviously Gronk was off the off the right. charts in New England. Only three? Only three. The three wide receivers, Calvin, Calvin. Johnson, Jordy Nelson, LaRon Robinson. Everybody else had only single-digit touchdown catches. It would have taken me the rest of the podcast to that's guess why I just That's I would, why I just threw it out at Thank you, you for saving the podcast <laughs> with that, because I literally would have been here going. Time constraints. You need to tell me Victor Cruz didn't have 10 touchdowns. I would have, We had stat checkers in here and everything. He did not. He wow. did not. Single-digit touchdown. Well, I mean, Eli, as you know, spreads the, spreads the love around. And his tight ends are always catching touchdown now, passes. Now, can I ask you a question? Do you Please. think that um, we're, the Giants are going to feel some of the Manningham-Jacobs departure? I don't I mean, know yet. Because David, David Wilson can be um, significant. He can be a significant addition. Let's just say, even if he is, you saw what Doug Martin did this week for Tampa. Heck of a, a game. A rookie running back. He was awesome. And you're going to get a load of him this week because Tampa comes to MetLife yes. to take on the Giants this week. Um, if he can do something like that, that's a significant addition. It's I don't, an upgrade. I don't know. Brandon Jacobs, to me, his nickname around here was the Tiptoe Burglar. That's what Dion called him, the tiptoe burglar, because he never hit the runs as high. As soon as he got paid, he just never hit the hole like yeah. he did and run downhill like a like his eight foot beast that he is. Um, I need to see Amon Bradshaw play full sixteen games to 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 put the bell cow around him and and or the cowbell around him <laughs> and 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 I need to see what Wilson can do before I make an assessment on their running game, their passing game. I wouldn't be concerned about because Eli to me has that manning knack for being able to throw to anybody. Whoever's open. Everybody guys open. And everybody best look alive too. I, I think the wide receivers, you're always wondering well, who's gonna fill in for right. this guy. Who's gonna who's gonna fill in for Tumor? Remember that? <sighs> Who is gonna fill in now? Who's gonna fill in for Manningham? It's almost almost every year. And then they go ahead and they draft smart. And, and Hickson has wise. been there forever. I mean, Hickson had a better game he's, than Cruz. He's been there forever. And the thing I just will miss about Jacobs, and I agree with what Dion said and what you're saying, but he did have an attitude, which I liked. I thought helped the team. Like he, cause he was so big, I guess, where he was kind of the mm-hmm. one who would talk trash and uh, make those kind of statements that I personally liked, even though I guess Coughlin well, you're would a have New hated. Yorker. You're a New Yorker. I, I like the attitude. I think he had a bad, and he could back it up at times when he did the few times he would lower his shoulder. It was scary because he's a large, large guy. So right. I, I miss a little bit of that attitude. I mean, their rushing attack last year was anemic, and it looked semi-anemic. Bradshaw had great moments, but the rushing attack just didn't look good. But this is kind of the Giants' MO now. You got. I think it's going to take more than 9-7, and seven, though. To win that, it's going to take yeah. a lot more than nine and seven I think to win so. that division. Might take eleven because Dallas looked to me like a different team. They looked to if I had to um, uh, in week one, and we discussed this earlier on the podcast. Teams that that had the best week, uh, <clears throat> Dallas definitely. I mean, we thought we forget about it because we it just was saw Wednesday, yeah. right because it was Wednesday, and we just saw fifteen more games yes. since then. But Dallas to me had one of the best performances of the week. They they played. Uh, with that attitude that you're talking about, 
they definitely improved on the back end of their defense. They controlled the line of scrimmage. They had that running back that hit you in the mouth. I mean, Chase Blackburn got knocked out of the game yeah. at a crucial portion because he had a mouthful of DeMarco Murray's he's the shoulder. Real deal. I wasn't buying it fully he last is. year and wow. then the injury. And then just seeing him with that game in that environment, right. I, I, I'm a believer. And, and Romo delivered the kill shot against the Giants that he's just not able to deliver. And he did it twice, third and short, called the right play. It was called back yeah. for holding, and he hit Ogletree one more time to stick in the dagger. So the, the Cowboys look good, The uh, and, and, and RG3. Oh, my gosh, Jerry. I, he's the real deal. That I, was incredible. I, I don't know what to say. I just remember – I remember – I love the way they kind of came out throwing – like running that kind of similar offense that he ran in Baylor and like throwing those little, you know, kind of bubble screen passes to the wideouts. They got him three or four completions early that yep. had no difficulty in the sense of worst-case scenario, it's just an incomplete ball, no danger in really getting picked. And he just never stopped. And I'm just more impressed with take all the numbers you want. He made every throw, the running, but just – when he needed it, that third down pass to kind of ice the game yep. in the fourth quarter. That's the most important. That's the most defining moment of RG3 to me. I agree with you. We, that's we, it. We discussed that earlier, too. Um, and the thing was, it was second down. Was it second down? I is, apologize. No, I thought it was By third. the way, get out. No, <laughs> it, it was second down. And to me, that was really impressive because to me, the thing, my pet peeve, there's two pet peeves. Prevent defense is a huge pet peeve of mine. The other one is coaches playing not to lose. Yeah. Where you play, okay, all we got to do is just run it three times. Let's keep it safe. Let's do X, X Y, and Z. The, 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 the bare minimum, make them burn their timeouts, and then we'll play defense. Clearly, if you're Shanahan, why would you want to play defense in that dome with that quarterback? Don't Brilliant. give it back to him. But with the running game, you, I, I thought it was an incredible call. And just showed you the confidence they had in RG3 to give him that play action pass where he executed to perfection. And, and that's I, it. That and I loved it. Was, it and you know what? To give Shanahan even more credit, the fact that it was on second down, not yes. third down. They kept that element of surprise. Third down, they could kind of sit on it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it was just the Redskins are big winners this week in more than one way. They're, yeah. at, they're at St. Louis this week, and the Rams almost pulled off an upset. I was rooting hard Detroit. for them. I just love a good upset. And I do think that – I think the Rams are going to have a terrible record but be in every single <laughs> game. So get used to what they had to Similar to the Vikings last year. The Vikings sure. were had some heartbreaking losses, and they weren't a very good team last year. But they were in every game. Mm -hmm. Rarely do they get blown out. I think that's what you're going to see with the Rams. There will be a lot of high point spreads that just don't get covered. Against the Rams. Now, when you talk that way in this building, I don't understand what you mean. I turn into the unfrozen caveman lawyer when you talk about cover. I mean, talking about a quilt. I what just, are you talking I about? Mean, a, the cover fleece? two. The cover two. Cover two. You know. Okay, I see what you mean. You know what Excellent. I'm talking no, about. No, I totally understand because yeah. I, I I don't understand these. Fisher these, loves these to run the cover two. Yes, he does. Tampa two. Certainly. Cover, yeah. Right. Certainly, when he needs to go over a certain organization. Right. Now I'm with you. I understand. You, you I do. Over. I do catch your drift. Yeah. yeah, I do. Okay. I do. So if you take a look at it, the the Cowboys are are, are uh, in Seattle. That's a tough one too. That's I might go. I'm going to try to go. That are game. you really? Yes. No kidding. I'm going to try to go. Well, I was saying there's a chance I may have to actually head to the Northwest anyway. Oh, you're going to Vancouver? Possibly. So I was going to try to go. That's where, and you, also, that's where, the, that's where you Hollywood types work more often than I, not. Occasionally, days, it does happen. Vancouver? And uh, I had the oh. pleasure of actually meeting Russell Wilson. Um, 
at Wisconsin. I went to the Wisconsin Nebraska game last year. I got okay. to meet Russell Wilson. I thought obviously I'm a I'm I respect his talent, but also meeting the guy, the mm-hmm. man. I thought he was uh he's he's got his head on straight. He really just a good guy. He gets it, and uh, I'm pulling for him. I could safely say that the Seahawks <laughs> are be probably hard for them. My second or third favorite team. I want. Right? I, I, I'm not oh. saying I want them just to have some success, and particularly this week. Uh, that's what I was say. I thought that was some cowboy hate. I'm a big. Ca- I'm a big Seahawk fan this week. And Huge. plus, you know, that's Romo returning to the scene of the the the, the drop snap, mm-hmm. uh, the fumble snap. Yeah. Are you gonna? Maybe you could stand in the end zone. Was that Parcel? That was Parcel. I remember Parcel. The shot of Parcel's on the sideline just bewildered. That, was it. that, that drove was his him last, out. That was his last game. We were our Thursday. We had our our Thursday night game um, was week fifteen. It was our first season of Thursday night football, two thousand and six. Wow! And uh, we uh, we had Parcells' last win as a coach. Period. Because if you remember, they lost week sixteen and seventeen. They backed in. They also rested their starters, et cetera, et cetera. They they got into the playoffs and then lost. And that was the that was the game where D'Angelo Hall accused T.O. of spitting in his face. That was a great night, especially oh, when Terrell Owens was coming to the set. Post game, we had just heard that he was spitting in the face. He was. Of in fact, Hall. this is confirmed. This, in fact, yes, this in fact happened, and it was his first time talking with Steve Mariucci since the parting of their ways in San Francisco. That was really high drama. That <laughs> let me just say that wasn't awkward at all. <laughs> From my position Steve, as the host, you know, t- you know, Terrell. Uh, yeah. how's it going? Yeah, and and uh, it was that was something else. Wow. So yeah, and now Romo returns to uh, the scene of crime. You uh, you've met Jerry Jones too, obviously, right? He was on I, Entourage. I, I met correct? I met Jerry Jones briefly. Just and, briefly. Um, well, yeah, I wasn't in any of the scenes. Okay. So, but I did, you know, come and pay my respect and thank him for doing the show. And mm-hmm. uh, I was a cowboy fan for that day. I, I could. I, I had a. You know, downplay the hate because he could have walked off set and just said, "Now I'm not doing it." And we, we needed the storyline. We can't have that. So uh, yeah. I had to, uh, I had to make nice you with s- the enemy. Yeah, very well done. You took one for the team. Took one for the. He's he actually it, it was a, a good he, dude. And he is the real. Deal I mean, he, my hatred of the Cowboys is strictly just for the love of the Giants. I I, okay. I don't I can't nothing personal. Be more you know respectful of what Jerry Jones. Has who done. else? Who, some other guys who've been Brady came on Entourage, right? Tom Brady came on Entourage and. Um, yeah, you know, it, it was weird. Everybody was like, "Well, your your character's a Giants fan, but isn't right. the rivalry Jets Pats?" Obviously, and I'm like, "Yeah, but you know what? We just coming off the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, it was the the following year, I believe." And uh, mm-hmm. another guy who couldn't be nicer, and it was a golf scene, and uh, he said he hadn't played in a while, and he got up and just annihilated a driver, probably about three oh five down the middle. That's odd that he would do something. So I'm perfect. like, "Oh, so you're great at." Golf, okay, and uh-huh. then um, when the acting portion started, he wasn't that bad at that too. I'm like, right? so I can't beat you at anything, is what you're telling me. <laughs> Not even really the acting part. You're kind of good at that too. Right. And if you took, you know, some time and developed that craft, you'd probably be great at that. So it was annoying, right? It was annoying, but he was a great guy and great yeah. to have. On. And Erlacher, right? Or he was on too. Erlacher was great because it kind of happened last second, and um, it was just this bar scene. And Doug Allen, our creator, was like, "How are we gonna?" Throw He's him a big in? giant fan too. Uh, huge. Right. I mean, that's why my character is as well. And uh-huh. uh, it was weird to. And Kevin Connolly, who was played E on the show, was directing the episode. And I remember mm-hmm. showing up to the sports bar goal right here in West Hollywood, not knowing because it happened so last minute. I walked in and I'm like, gosh, that dude looks a lot like Brian Urlacher, <laughs> but he can't. Why would Brian Urlacher be here? And then right. sure enough, it was. And they just threw, it was like the quickest. I love those moments of entourage where. Some of those cameos happened so quick. We did it with Michael Phelps as well, where if you aren't paying attention, you. You have to do a double take. Sure. 
But he was he was uh, Brian was great. Erlacher was good too. Peterson, yeah. you had Adrian Peterson on. We the had Adrian Peterson, who by far has the firmest handshake. Jerry, I know you you Jerry, must know. Jerry, it's one of those handshakes where it's almost like he's taking your blood pressure. You feel you feel the thumping in your elbow <laughs> as if there is a blood pressure device being squozen. I had to tell that him, and him, we have some big guys on this set. You've seen grips who are picking up. I mean, some of the grips sure. and the teamsters. They've got, they got hammock, sure. The, everyone was kind of walking around shaking their hand. I'm like, oh, you shook AP's hand too. To the point where on the way out, I went to go shake his hand. I'm like, are you doing this on purpose? Like, are you just squeezing as hard as you can to hurt people? I was like, no, no, no. He, no. he didn't know what we were talking about. After I shook his hand, grip. I thought to myself, how does this guy ever fumble? And then he had fumble problems his first year in the league. And I'm like, how is that possible? But how happy are we for him now? I mean, incredible. that's nine, what? What, nine months after week 16, week 16, his knee exploded Gosh. in Landover, Maryland, or Raljan, whatever they call it there in, in Redskin country. And then he's back week one. The, the game needs him. The game needs does, him. And so the Vikings uh, certainly need him. And my too. fantasy team also does need him. I didn't start him this week because of just. Who did you start? In his place, Reggie Bush, only because I just need, I, I went very conservative as an owner and I just wanted to see how much they were going to play him. And uh, let's mm-hmm. just say he will be in my starting lineup next week well, Reggie, and for the rest of the year. Reggie had a double digit game because he got enough runs and, uh, he and hit receiving about 50 yards. yards by the yeah. second quarter right. and then uh, things just went south. I think that when the Dolphins like have three turnovers on three straight drives consecutively or yeah. something, Tannehill had some hard knocks. On the day. Very, very, very much so. hard knocks. Very, very, very much so. Uh, so what's your fantasy team name? Uh, the LA Cons. The LA. Like LA Confidential. Okay. Sort of thing. What, so, uh, okay. So that's. Based off the move. It's the East Coast. So I'm here in LA. So it's based So the on, LA Cons. Yes. What is your avatar then? Is it somebody from LA Confidential? It, it, it may just have something to do with Kim Basinger in LA Confidential. Very well what, I mean, done. That's, I mean, if you're going to choose anybody. I'm not going to choose Russell Crowe. Guy Pierce. No, you're not going to choose these people. No. James Cromwell. And then they're going to have a James he, he Cromwell avatar. He was my avatar. second choice. <laughs> he was my second choice. Okay. Good show. Good choice on Kim Basinger. Very, yes. very good choice. So uh, walk me down the LA Cons fantasy roster. Okay, we uh, we got Philip Rivers late at quarterback. We went with the strategy of. Uh, well, is that a royal we or do you have a partner in this? This situation? is a royal we. Okay, very yeah, good. Yeah, I so speak we, we the team. The team, the yeah. LA Cons selected. It's not one man on well my done, team. Jerry. Well so, done. Well and done. we made the choice. We made the choice early of we're going to go quarterback <laughs> late because I had a kind of middle round pick. So I knew twelve I was, team league, twelve team league, 10, yes, 12, twelve team. So I knew I was going to get you know one of the upper fantasy quarterbacks, and okay. then. Um, my strategy was I got LaShawn McCoy with my first pick. So I knew Middle a middle pick? You had well, I think, it, I think it was available? six. LaShawn McCoy was available. At yeah. Six? Shocked. Dude. So I think someone took McFadden over McCoy, if I'm if memory oh, serves me correct. At five. I knew I was going McCoy or McFadden. I, I settled on probably McFadden and I saw McCoy. Sean McCoy him. dropped to you to middle of the first round of <clears throat> a twelve team league. Area Foster went four. Who went first? It was Rodgers. Right. Quarterbacks went. Quarterbacks. I guess is everyone, this a standard scoring or is yeah, it special? Standard. Everyone's buying into the fact that it's a throwing league. Okay. Uh, and then All my right. strategy was I, I had a feeling Adrian Peterson would be left coming back. And I was going to bet my team on the fact that he's healthy and ready to go. And if he is and he does what he did last week, I mean, I got McCoy and Peterson. I'm pretty happy with that. Sure. Uh, ended up with Brandon Marshall um, and Larry Fitz, which... 
I could have gotten Julio Jones. I went Larry oh. Fitz over Julio Jones. I, I, I drafted like it was 2009. You can't do that. You got to be forward thinking. I did that last year. It's I drafted tough. like it was 09. I had Chris Johnson. I had I had Antonio Gates. Great Madden team. I didn't too, by win till week seven. And I'm in the league. This is, you know, how, are, are you in multiple leagues? Yeah, I have, I have several. Okay. I'm in multiple leagues as well. And you, as you know, then there's one league you really want to win. If yes. you had to choose one I league, I have mine. Yeah. Okay. This is the one league. Just like this is the one I really want and to you win. Cho- you, you, I went zero and six to start the season. Ugh. I had Big Ben. I had Chris Johnson. I had Antonio Gates. I had Roddy White. I drafted like it was a great, great league On paper. for 2009. Yeah, you would have had. You would have literally won your division and your league. Pro- In oh nine, I would have crushed it. In 2011, easy. I couldn't buy it. So, yeah, I mean, I love Larry Fitzgerald. The question is, who's going to throw him the ball? And you don't know, even though Kevin Cobb saved the day this week, which I never thought that would be a storyline. He had the whole game. Incredible. And, um, but Julio Jones, I have in two of my three leagues because I, I, I just think he's ready to take off. And he had a 22 point week this week. Uh, but um, Brandon Marshall had one of the best weeks of of the of the week, and he had a very catchable touchdown that kind of slipped through his hands. I think, and I think he will be uh, the Brandon Marshall of all. I think the reuniting with Cutler and just the way oh, that they're going to throw the ball. I, I just I think that it's. I agree with you. Matt Forte is one of the most unique running backs in the league, and they're going to run the ball. He's also very valuable as a receiver. This team, to me, the Bears are going to kind of live and die on Jay Cutler's arm, and. That defense, while getting a little bit older, is still stout. It's Jay Cutler's time. He's mm-hmm. either got to put up or kind of shut up at this point. And I think he's going to put up this year. I think the Bears are going to be a big threat in the NFC. So you went McCoy, and then you came Peterson back. Peterson then you go back, Brandon Marshall. Up, I went Brandon Marshall, uh-huh. and then um, Fitzgerald on the way back. Fitzgerald on the way back. Even though Julio Jones is on the board. Yes. I hope that is not something you rue for the rest of 2012. And this I is was. not a knock against Larry Fitzgerald. No, it no, is a knock against his quarterback. Th- if Larry Fitzgerald had, you know, had Matt Ryan, things would be very. Kurt very Warner, different. Kurt, which, well, obviously, what, we saw what did. you he hear did. what he said? That he said that it's like sleeping in bed with your wife and thinking of your girlfriend. Which is one of the greatest quotes <laughs> that you could, everyone could relate to, and you that made you just go like this for Larry Fitz. Oh, oh yeah, no, that's right. You felt for him, man. Because all the talent in the world, but if you can't get the ball on the just... right, you're clearly not a married man if you can say out loud <laughs> that you can relate to it. Notice, I have not. I can relate confirmed to it. whether that is a relatable comment. <laughs> I you have haven't not, said anything, actually. I haven't denied it either, though. You teed me up. I've neither sh- confirmed nor denied. Uh, so then you got Phil Rivers on the way back. You decided yeah, I got to fill my quarterback I spot kinda, right there. I kind of, yeah, we, I, I left quarterback and, and knew that I'd probably be looking at, you know, Phil Rivers, maybe even Eli. Peyton actually was, sl- on, the was on the board as you know, well. I bet who was on I was the a board. Very, it was a very scared draft for me because I made my Adrian Peterson move, and then everything after that was very safe. Everybody's very Everything after Adrian Peterson was my risk. Who's your tight end? Uh, I don't know where I lost it on this one. Um, and again, no disrespect, but I keep wanting to believe that Fred Davis is going to okay. put up fantasy numbers. He sure. looks like he could, but I did. I, I liked my backup. I went with uh, Tammy as my backup. He scored a touchdown, and you know Manning of uh, uh, is is getting to know his guys. There's yes. one guy who already knows. The one year he always throws his. The tight one ends. year I went tight end early, and I might have been oh nine. Mm-hmm. I might have taken Gates in like the second or third round. Well, saying, that's not bad. 
Done. But I think it was, and it might have been 08, maybe. It was a year that Antonio Gates was very, very hurt, more hurt than usual, mm-hmm. and didn't play a lot of games. And I would, I, I mean, I think I had two wins the whole year. In my three leagues, I went tight end early in two of them. One was Gronk, one was Jimmy Graham. Those well, are the you're two. looking that's, very. That's, that's, I, I, other than that, I wasn't going to go tight end high. Because to me, like I said, I picked up Martellus Bennett in another league. That guy is going to be catching touchdowns. You think all year. so? All I'm not Manning's buying. do is throw to their tight ends for touchdowns. Dallas Clark is a perfect point. Jacob Tammy just scored. Kevin Boss, Jake Bout. I don't even tell last you. How do I even tell you? It's always with Manning. I just his t- with Eli. With the Giants. Bennett scored a touchdown. I know, and and I was thrilled, but he did not look that great before. He had a couple I'm of just, drops. I'm telling couple you, of that's blocks. what I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. And I, maybe I it's because like he's it. a cowboy. I just was not thrilled that that was our replacement okay. for Ballard. And th- thank you, Bill Belichick, for signing. Like you don't have enough tight ends. I know. And the guy's gonna he's miss how many games. You just took him just to take him. Yeah, from you. That's correct. That's the way. Hey, so listen, you annoying. beat it, but you have the rings. Don't it's like worry. Monopoly. You know, there's a rule in Monopoly where, like, you know, if there are no more houses, you can't build. So some people won't upgrade to hotels just to leave the houses so you can't build. That's what Belichick did. He found the loophole kind right. of, and he just took them. That's why the game's not called Community. <laughs> right. It's called Monopoly for a reason, Jerry. I learned that lesson by this my is... real estate uncle who. Uh, <laughs> He, he, I remember Be it literally careful. became a game of going around the board and just paying right. Uncle Sal. So did the LA Cons come away with a week one win? Yes. You and, did? Um, we, okay. The, the benching of Adrian Peterson almost cost us mm-hmm. that W. Mm-hmm. Um, but Phil Rivers going – we needed you know eight points out of Rivers going into the game, and he got well, us 12. You, well, that's good because Nate Kading is supposed – too much Nate Kading – Monday night for Philip Rivers owners, to yeah, say the least. And, I, and playing David Akers did not help the cause. That, mm. I mean, he he hurt me. We were oh, up against Akers. He put I up some know. great numbers. Well, he, that sixty-three yarder. He almost stole the game for for my opposition. Do you are you in a league that gives extra points for how far it, field goal it's, is? It's it's Good, bonuses. I, I love those like, leagues. You gotta you gotta. Well, have a little to me, bonuses. Uh, here's here's the leagues that I, I the, the the one that I want to win. That's the one that I'll I'll I'll, I'll use right here. The one that I want to win, and it's not the one here that even at work. This just right. shows you how badly I want it. These are my buddies. Okay, certainly <laughs> oh, the ones I got who are you. all over me. Oh, Mr. NFL Network is zero six. You have a huge target I have you a, have a huge bullseye on your back i'm like a super bowl champion yes everybody's they're, they're gunning, gunning for, for me uh-huh. but unfortunately i took names last year and i'm i've got a long memory <laughs> I love i've it. got a long ass it. memory revenge is Jerry, best, served oh, cold. best served cold and it was a very very cold dish in week number one did you just, well, you great. said you had Julio Jones, well, right? Well, yeah. Um, is this the one you have got your Gronk? Or? No, I've got Jimmy Graham in this Graham. one. Right I've got there, Jimmy Graham in this one, and I've got Julio Jones in this one. Uh, I got my, uh, Vincent Jackson, who I think is going to have a big year. He didn't have much of a day. No. Um, but my my I have LaShawn McCoy because I picked second overall. Ray Rice was chosen one. Then I had a choice between McCoy so and Arian Foster. You in a very normal league. Right. I went, I went McCoy over Foster because, again, Foster's durability is a concern, and then week one shows up with him being dinged up in practice and I think I'm such a genius then Sunday happens and Foster is killing it and Why? McCoy was getting was getting uh, watching his quarterback wing it around the yard Why? and every time he had a 10 yard game was a hold can you explain that to me not to interrupt you but no, 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 I, 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 I have Michael Vick in one of my other leagues this yeah. is kind of like the league where I try to I draft like my Al Davis team I just sure. draft the fastest guy <laughs> I have like Jamal Charles Chris Johnson like uh, but LaShawn McCoy, when he got the ball, was getting almost anything he wanted, you know, at right. least five yards of carry. Why? Why? Why keep winging it around? Why? I, 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 and I just don't get it. Dude, dude, 
you have just I'm sure voiced the Eagles concern, everyone cons- yeah. fans' concern and mantra every passing year is why not? Why isn't Andy Reid using the running back? Why isn't Brian Westbrook getting the ball exactly. back in the day? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's just fill in the blank right now. It's like a mad lib. But um, McCoy is going to be. He's, he's incredible, he's and, and throughout the year is going to be great. Uh, Michael Turner is a running back of mine. I'm very concerned about him. He, I think he should be because it looks like they're going to they're going high tempo. They're going to wing it around. I, I think the days of him being a 30, 25 carry back, even a twenty carry back for those big runs. Jack Quiz Rogers, I see, is inside the ten. Mm-hmm. He might be vulturing some of this stuff. A genuine concern for me. Michael Turner, one week in, I'm nervous. But the one guy I need, I got Ben as my quarterback. I I, um, I love Ben. At I do too. In but I'm, I'm concerned in, about in, it. I'm, in real life, I am fantasy. I mean, last year he was really difficult. And the thing is that I, I don't know if he's going to be upright. I think he's going to be. Is that offensive line has a difficulty protecting him? Uh, I'm concerned. I am going to say this even on my podcast. I have already put in a trade offer to the team that has Joe Flacco. Wow, you're going I, in in the division. You're trading in a division. I am. I am sold. You know you're going to have to put if that works I'm out. I'm sold. So wait, is is Ben on the block in that deal? No. So you'd have. I ben don't think because Fl- it's, it's his. It's this guy's backup. He's got Phil Rivers up front. And you I don't do know. realize that now you're going to be in coin flip situations, and those guys got to play each other twice. Like you might. This this is you're uh, making or breaking in that division. I am sold. You're sold after, after what I saw last Monday night. night. Yes, sold. I've actually been sold, uh, sold for a while on on flat. I, I don't blame the the factor of the Ravens not making the Super Bowl in the last two years when they absolutely could have on him. He threw the touchdown pass to put them there last and year, I and still it was dropped. Wanna, I still watch that every year, and they showed it again last night, and. I, the hand does come. I, I don't know. It just looked like a catchable ball, and then God, poor it Billy Cundit. Then they I had know. to show that, and Harbaugh just going, he missed it. That just I I, I know I, both those Harbaugh's. Uh, they had they had the Super Bowl trip in their sights last year, but you you I loved think we yours. Might get that matchup. I mean, I, I think obviously might. I'm going for the what Giants. Is your, what hardcore. is your pick? Give me your give me your Super Bowl pick, Jerry Ferrar. Well, one. my heart is is I am going to say Giants Ravens. That's okay. where my heart. But now, if I had to be a little more, how about this one? Hold on a minute. We're having a contest here on this podcast okay. for our listeners to send in some picks. Uh, sit, we're gonna. I'm gonna ask you six <clears throat> questions. Okay? I love it. Yes. Here we go. And the and the fan to get most of these correct is gonna appear on the podcast. Okay. Brilliant. We're calling it the R E pick R E P picks on on Twitter. Great. Hashtag. Great. And great, we'll put great. out your picks uh, later on. Okay. After after you do this. Perfect. So the six the six entries are the two Super Bowl combatants. We're not okay. asking you to pick a winner. Just tell me who's in it. Okay. So let's start with that. Who's in I am it? gonna go 49ers Ravens. 49ers. It's a har- it's the horrible. I chose 49ers and uh Patriots. Okay. But which is not a bad cuz the Patriots look better, by the way. Well, yeah, they didn't oh, get a lot they're, they're not did. getting a lot of press this weekend cuz there was a lot of other no, crazier stories. Was, was, like, oh gee whiz, the Patriots won on the road to week 1. I mean, no, you no. hold a team that's what 20 rushing or whatever it was that they mm-hmm. they were just they there was a shutout. Our our uh, our NFL <clears throat> insider uh Michael Lombardi chose the same Ravens and uh, 49ers as well. So okay. you are now locked up with him, and he is in this competition as well. So is Kurt Warner. So 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 am I, and uh, my producers Chris Law and Chris Brockman. You met walking in the door. Okay. So here are the other four. Who's the MVP? MVP of the year. Okay, I need about seven seconds for Take that. Take your one. time. Take your time. I don't know if we have uh, okay ready? music here, but go for it. Peyton Manning. Wow, that would be a huge story. For number five. Wow. Enjoy. 
Peyton a five Manning. banger. Yep. A five banger. Yep. Okay. Uh, who, Talk about drinking the guy. I mean, I bought in clearly. I bought, I'm buying what I saw in that game. Peyton Manning. Go I'm going to give you th- this next one, and I'm not going to expect you to, to get it in seven seconds. You can pass, file it away, and then answer okay. the other two. Coach of the year. Who will wind up being coach of the year? And just so as you know, being a big, as big a football fan as everyone else is here. It's a storyline. You got to figure out which team is it. Is it going to be the team that breaks out right. out of nowhere? Is it going to be the team that goes crazy and wins 13, 14 games? Who's that going to be? Can I file that one file away? That away. File that one away. I, file I, I that have away. three candidates already. Okay. And as being as a huge fantasy player as you are, we are going, we are going with uh, who is going to be the passing champion. The most passing yards in 2012. Most passing. Ah. You know, last year it was Breeze. He broke Marino's record. Who's going to be this year? Regardless of what may have happened in his first week, I, I, I would put my, my I'm going to have to say Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. <clears throat> Obviously, he didn't look particularly great, but I don't think a lot of teams are going to look particularly great against the 49ers. So, uh, it's not that. It's it, By the way, no matter how poor a week he, he may have had and Rodgers' standards, um, nobody's running away with it yet. Only no, I, I, Stafford is is with 355 yards. That's the most yes, but of you, anybody this week. So it's not like anybody's too far behind. Rodgers still gets the Lions okay. twice. He still gets the Vikings twice. I like I like those odds. Okay. Right? And then uh, the rushing champion. Who's going to be the rushing champion? Well, I, I think it could be LaShawn McCoy if if they would feed him the ball, but I don't think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go, and this is going to be very, very tricky because if he doesn't stay healthy, which he hasn't, I'm out, but Darren McFadden. Darren McFadden. If he plays 16 games, he will be the rushing champion. Even though he had about 10 catches last night, he might be the receiving champion. <laughs> right. If he stays healthy, I'm picking him as my rushing so champion. going McFadden. Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's circle back. This is sort of like the $20,000 pyramid when they used to pass, and then you had to circle back for you to, to get the win. Coach of the year. Who's going to be coach of the year? <clears throat> I, I It's down now to two candidates. All right. You've okay. weeded one out throughout this process. I am going to give some... If you want, you can, you can, who wants to be a millionaire, you can, you talk out your answer if you uh, want. I'll, I'll you do can it. phone a friend. If you want to phone a friend, we could phone a friend. I'm going to do it like this. I, I, I'm going to say Harbaugh answer. and San Francisco only because I'm sticking with them just having a he huge won it last year. year. And he he won won it last I'm going to go back to back. I know they don't like back to do... To you know what? They, they don't, don't do like that. to do back to back. They don't do that. You're right. Careful. They don't do back to back. Strip that back. Okay. Stripped it. I don't want to go all Broncos. I got Peyton Manning as the MVP. I was going to say John Fox. I think Denver is just with that division. I think Denver might win 12 games this okay. year with that division. Right. Uh, but if the Ravens go, you know, I mean, I'll give you my pick. Yeah. While you can. I went Greg Schiano. It's a great I pick. Think, I think the Bucks and this weekend made me look uh, a little Nostradamus-like. It's a great pick. I think pick. that they're, if, if they go from the four wins that they had last year to the playoffs— Somebody, I think the, he's going to get some votes. I went with him. Chris Law went with Chuck Pagano, thinking that the the the, the Colts are going to have such a major turnaround that they're going to give it to him. Uh, uh, um, Chris Brockman went with Lovey Smith. I, I, I thought Lovey for a minute. A I thought John year. Fox. I can't give it to Shanahan because that division is going to be close. I right. can't give you any more. I, I, I know. I got uh, it. I got uh, it. And uh, it's going to be Kurt guy. Warner. Last one. Kurt Warner went. Um, he went uh, the Cookie Monster in in Kansas City. Roman Crinnell. No one, no one has the my my guy that I was thinking of. I I don't think he'll win, but just to also differentiate, and uh-huh. he was in my top two after Fox, Kubiak. That's a good one. He's That's not a, a really popular good one. That was Charlie Cassidy did that, even though he's not in our pool. But if Houston Kubiak. goes, if Houston does the twelve thirteen win thing, I think they I will. Think, I think he's going to get it. 
That's a good one. It made me sort of like when I saw, I was like, we did these picks and then I saw on TV, Charlie Casserly go, I like Kubiak. I'm like, oh, that's such a good one. It's hard because it's not an attractive pick in the sense where like you could easily go, you know, Harbaugh, Belichick, these names that you just know. You don't think Gary Kubiak, coach of the year, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. They look good. Um, I, uh, my producer, just uh, Chris Law, just told me in my ear, um, the unfortunate thing is you, you they want to put an asterisk next to your picks because it's post week one. I don't. I'm going to fight for you, Jerry. I'm going to fight for you because. Um, well, the I, MVP certainly I don't deserves think you, an asterisk. You went, but no, hold on a minute because you went. No, you went Aaron Rodgers for passing champion after his week one performance. That takes that takes some guts. Well, I, I'm thinking long term. You went, you I, went I don't... long term, so I'm I don't know. I'm going to fight this asterisk front. You should it. fight if you want I'm to put it next it. to Peyton Manning because I I can honestly say I would have <laughs> wanted to pick Peyton before the game. That game ensured right. the fact that okay I could make that pick, and but he would have been my he would have been my top candidate. Right. Okay. Very good. Um, before I do let you go here, uh, Entourage. The movie is that happening? Uh, what, what it is, is going to happen. Doug Allen has been diligently working on the script. And, uh, we actually just got Doug on Twitter, by the way, because a lot of fans on Twitter would always ask me, "Is the Entourage movie getting made?" And finally, he right. joined Twitter. So I said, "You know what, guys? Ask this guy." At, is he at Doug? Allen? He is at Mister Doug Allen. I'm not oh, trying please. to even get him followed, but Jeez. I said, "You ask this guy and harass him." And right. uh, I know he's just about done with the script. Which is always where it starts. That's our kind of preseason. But are you all on board? I mean, like, uh, yeah, busy I mean, people. I mean, I, I think. I, I mean, I can only obviously speak for myself, but I am very close with those guys. I know, you know, we're all on board. If there's still a calling for it, which I believe there is, right. at this oh, point, please don't. Uh, you're being very humble. Uh, then it would be there's great. No question. It would be great please. to kind of to to throw the Yankee hat and the jersey back on and go for right. it again and, and dip back into it. Absolutely. So uh, it, it, it's looking as good as it could possibly look. All right. Well, that's good. And because I know you're a Giant fan. Yes. Uh, Connolly's been on before. He's a Dolphin fan, which is sort of odd being in uh, uh, a Northeast guy. But, but he's a very, Dolphin fan. Very, very bizarre. Uh, we know um, uh, that um, – Piven is a Bears fan. Yes, and he's that we know he's a Chicago Bears fan. That we know that's yes. stipulated. And and Adrian Grenier has no interest in the NFL at all. That's what I've been told. He has no, we're not throwing anyone under the bus. No, it's I'd okay. like to throw him under the bus. A short could. bus that you threw uh, somebody. Yeah, under. Yeah, I will horrible. absolutely throw him under the bus. Um, he doesn't know much for NFL at all. I right? would like to actually maybe get him on the podcast and let's find someone who you know uh-huh. is the least knowledgeable about football and, and let's have them have a jeopardy no of no kidding. No, I mean, there's a few sports outlet shows that we've done interviews right. for together as a group where, like, we would just pray, don't ask Adrian right. a question about sports. And they would, and we kind of have to be like, Matsui, Hideki Matsui, we have to whisper him answers really? about, like, the Yankees. He has no interest in sports at all. No interest, but, I mean, there's no, he knows so much about music, you know? Oh, he I know. Would, oh, no, well, please, I've seen his other yeah. work, and uh, I know he's got a big head on his shoulders, I understand. But yes. just not, of all the stuff that's clanking around his brains is not much of a... Of a ball or a bat or a stick or if anything. If he like that. walked into the the hair and makeup trailer for work one day and ever said, "Did you see the game last night?" I might just fall down. <laughs> like this. I might just literally so fall down. Scratch his uh, law. Scratch his name off the podcast list. No, <laughs> yeah. we actually we love having people here who aren't big fans of just we talk about pop culture. It definitely would be fun. It definitely would be fun. And Kevin Dillon, Dillon, giant fan, big. Just so the as two big. of you, the two of you were locked in. Just as big as a giant fan. His okay. whole family. There, uh, the Dillons are big giant. Because he's Jersey. Is he Jersey? No, he's Westchester. 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 Yeah. Huh. Okay, uh-huh. Westchester. Larchmont you know, area. That's sometimes Jets country. You know, it's I mean, very, very much Jets country. 
you know? Yeah, Jets country is when you go in Long Island, when you go... That's why I thought Connolly for sure. No, he, you know, I'm he from went Staten the opposite. Island. I'm from Staten Island. Staten Island's is, mixed, right? It's 50-50. Well, because right. that's practically in New Jersey. Right. Okay, so that that's mixed. Uh, Brooklyn and Queens is totally Jets country because of where... Well, Brooklyn is Brooklyn is Giants country. Queens is definitely Jets country because that's definitely. where Shea used to be. Definitely. Right. And Manhattan is a mixed bag. It's more Giants than not, I would think. Yeah, you know, Bronx Giants. is Giants because that's where... They used to play in Yankee Stadium. The typical thing is literally, from what I've seen, is like it goes like Giants, Yankees, uh, Jets, Mets. Right. I don't know why that is. Well, it's it's just just because, again, Jets and Mets used to play in Shea Stadium together. And the Giants and Yankees used to play in Yankee Stadium together. But now, you know, we're we're in a totally different century now. And you see a lot more mix of that. You know, I grew up in a Jets household with my brother. And he was a Met. But right around 1976, mm-hmm. Thurman Munson, they went to the World Series against the Big Red Machine. They got swept in 76. Yep. I know I'm totally dating myself. I began to realize seeing what the Jets were doing and what the Mets were doing <laughs> that I needed something in this storm to hold on to. Became a Yankee fan. Yeah, I got to get out and of this. To this day, to this day uh, I mean, that's my number one team of the Yankees. And also, I mean, to your benefit too, I mean, yeah, you saw, you know, 79 was a great year, 78. But then what you – I suffered through the 80s as a Yankee fan. Not terrible. to go on the baseball kick, but I it's suffered okay. as brutal. a Yankee fan. It was awful. I mean, I remember the days of Claudel Washington, Mel Hall, Andy Hawkins yeah. threw a no-hitter and lost. Lost, yes. So I, I, I feel like all the success in the 90s I earned. My And one of my um, uh, baseball – I do one baseball fantasy. Okay. That's too much for me. I, I do one. I, I know it's too much. It, I know, but, but my it. team name are the Ed Whitsons. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. The Ed Whitsons. I love that because it's it's you know uh, I wear the scars of Ed Whitson, and 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 in that respect, just to flip it back to football, uh, when you said the Brandon Jacobs attitude thing, okay, it takes mm. a that's that's a total New York or maybe even Northeast fan. Thing yes, to say. Northeast because they have because it in Philly, they in, have it in, in New, New England, England for sure in for Boston. Sure. Okay, no doubt, but there is, you know, something that you the New York the Northeast sports fan wants wants their their guy to wear it on their sleeve. Mm-hmm. They they, they want O'Neill Paul O'Neill when oh. he bashes. The Gatorade. My jug. second favorite Yankee of all time. Okay. Paul O'Neill bashing the Gatorade. And to all of that respect, all that stuff, that's why a lot of people think maybe Sanchez can't do it for the Jets because he's a Southern California kid. But I think you're already seeing he's got the mock. I had a what, question. I, that was my question for that's what you. I think. Are the Bills that bad or are the Jets a little no better than everybody saw? I have no idea what happened there. I have no idea what in the world happened there. But that's why I think. Started Tebow, terribly. Uh, he started It's incredible. I don't know what happened there. If If you had asked me, the first team to 40 points in 2012, if you had told me it would be the Jets and in only 36 minutes of action, I'd say, I will have what you're having. Adrian Grenier would have told you that. Uh, the Jets? That's how we that's bring it did. back, Rich. That's how we bring it back. Uh, but that's why I think Tebow would be successful in New York, too, because I think he can tune it out, and he's one of those guys that will wear it on his sleeve, that if he does ever get into a situation to succeed, I think he's going to be just fine. I really do believe that. But I don't know how in the world that's going to happen. I, I, I just I, – I, I have respect for Tim Tebow, what he could do on the field, what he has done in a brief amount of time on the field. I just – and it's, I tend to – once the media storm hits, I run from story. We run – I mean normally you see a storm come and you run. Yes. Sports media storms people run too. I still kind of run. I don't I don't like it. I, don't, I Like I still think that – this guy hasn't even begun his NFL career yet Correct. and what that might be. So he is doing an amazing job of handling it. I don't know how right. I would handle 
expectations and theories and thoughts of right. people thinking that they know everything about the but guy. But people should still watch the Faces of Tebow, a football life but on the, NFL Network this Wednesday football night. football season, <laughs> I mean, this season, I probably Network. say this every year, but this NFL season, by far to me, has the most intriguing storylines in quite some time. It's the it, greatest reality in, in hey, the world. You are an actor. You are a man who, who knows about storytelling, who knows there oh. is nothing touches the NFL. It is a narrative-generating oh. machine day in day out every team has a story every team is a guy you want to root for every team is a guy you want to root against every team has a question mark and a drama about it and part of that has to do with the crucible of it's just 16 games it's once a week it's not every day it's not every other day it is once a week every game counts and it is a pressure cooker unlike any other sport and of course the spotlight is as bright as any other sport uh, on the planet, you know, with the exception, obviously, of World Cup soccer. But to me, that is why the NFL is what it is. Right it's now. the greatest theater in sports and, and arguably in the world. What I will say, though, is, and I'll yes. kind of, you know, throw a little elbow at my former employer, HBO. You, every team has a story. Sure. Except for the Miami Dolphins. And oh, that's who they put on Hard Knocks. Gosh. Boo! I did it. I <laughs> you did said it. that to Connolly, too. I did it. But I even that, it. even that too, there are some people who are rooting for some of those players and against them. But yeah, they are, they, they are, they, they need a spark. Let's put it that way. Yes. In the worst way. Um, Fat Sal's Deli in Westwood near UCLA. That's your, that's your spot, right? That is, that is my spot. Um, myself and two of my very good friends, Sal, the, the Sal the, of Fat the, Sal's the, the, and, okay. uh, Josh Stone. We've always been talking for years. We're New York guys of opening a kind of Italian deli with a little bit of an East Coast flair. It's been kind of modified into the, the fat sandwich right. menu that we have. Right. And, um, is this where that that storyline and entourage came from, or or the fat sounds came from this this storyline? No, um, honestly, they're two total separate entities. I have right? to say, yeah, one has nothing to do with the other. Um, the first location is in Westwood, mm-hmm. uh, right near UCLA, and yep. uh, the kids in the kids football. UCLA seems to have embraced it, so uh, I thank them okay. right now. And uh, we're expanding into San Diego and uh, hey. a Hollywood location, maybe even Austin, Texas. So uh, okay. they work by college campuses. So uh, and how does one get a sandwich named after them quite a few ways uh there is a food challenge which no one has yet to complete and i don't think anyone can we've had professional food eaters what is it are the ultimate fat sandwich which is just i mean you can't you have to finish it in 30 minutes it can't happen we've had you know professionals drive from around the country like kobayashi have you had him he hasn't come down and there's just no shot i give him no shot to to do it you could do it that way or you have to know one of the owners rich Hmm. You have to know one of the owners and have them on podcasts <laughs> and uh, various. Can I, can I get an Eisen shows. podcast sandwich? I mean, is it possible? I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to overstep. You know, could, we just had this, your first you know appearance what? here. You have to come back. I mean, it's up. To, it's entirely up to you. Here's what I'll offer you. Okay, Please, yeah. and you, you look like you keep yourself in pretty good shape. I'm trying, right? not like you. But. We are launching the skinny side of the menu. Okay. So this way, if you don't want to always, oh, okay. yeah, maybe we could go with the. We could put you on the skinny side of the menu. There is here. Here it, it, it is sort of it's like the healthier a, version. It is sort of like the Larry David Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> episode, right? Which is an old timer where he doesn't. He's trying to switch. He doesn't like the sandwich the, that's the named after fish. him. Yeah, it's what, terrible. It, he tried to swap out with Richard with the uh, dancing. With, yeah, Ted dancing. The Ted dancing. Give me the sandwich. This is classic. There is a sushi place here in Los Angeles. Okay, that my wife and I always frequented. Um, more often than not, now uh, they they switched maitre d's. We don't go there nearly as much, but it's still a great spot. And I'll tell it to you off the air. But they named uh, a roll after us. Really? Yes. And 
we sort of didn't like the role. Like we oh. never ordered it. It's not like they named it after us because we ordered it all the time. They just gave you a role. Yeah, which is I'm honored. I mean, I'm honored but by it. But you should have some input. But I didn't like, but I didn't, I mean, like, but, and they would always bring it because we were there. And it's, we, we didn't awkward. order it. We didn't, uh, it couldn't be. That is a like, curb enthusiasm. It was totally awkward. like a curb enthusiasm. And yeah. at one point, it, it, it was even, it even got to almost a Seinfeldian moment where I just took it off the table, put it in a napkin and put it You're in my lying. pocket, which is what they did with the mutton where, uh, in Seinfeld. So it was like one of those things. I mean, I felt terrible and I love this place. And I'm, I hope, you know, I'm not telling too many tales out of school right now. So here's the thing is I, I want to, I, I, I have to, I, I you would design it. That's our thing. Okay. You don't, like, I don't want to, you know, there's a I don't, fat Jerry, awkward. which I designed. You will get a call from Sal, okay. of Fat Sal's, and it literally would be, Rich, what do you, what you want? What do you, do you want? Got? What do you eat? What do you, let's design, and he'll make suggestions because he's an artist in sure. food. Great. So let's a say, what artist. if we do the, okay. he'll, he'll help you, but okay. it's, it's right. totally, I mean, some of the sandwiches, oddly enough, were created because Sal of Fat Sal's was on a, a, a cleanse, Is like a possible? fast. Is that possible? So then, he, the, and it was just fat, time that it wasn't. So were you telling me Fat Sal is not fat? Anymore? Oh no, 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 no. Well, no. I, I mean, he's he's offensive lineman okay. fat. So I don't mind. He's not. He's he's strong. He's, okay. There's muscle. Okay. But um, he was on a cleanse just in terms of getting healthier, that's, that's and uh, so they're making. He's making this menu, and it's like I'm sure that's why some of the combinations uh-huh. are so like. Oh, how'd you think of that? Because I would have eaten anything at this sure. point. Sure. So uh, okay, come on down. We'll, I will we'll do work that. on the skinny, Let's, the skinny Eisen. And my my producers are accepting this food challenge. <laughs> come on down. We could do it right here. You guys could come oh. to Westwood wherever you'd like to do it. I will be more okay. than happy we'll to set it out. up. We'll figure that. And out. And the good news is, is if you don't finish, we'll give you a T-shirt. So uh, you got to go on the clock. Is oh, you're yeah. on the clock. Thirty. If minutes you're under on a buck clock? fifty, you get twenty. Uh, I think you get forty minutes if you're under a buck fifty. No, they're, the they're both over a buck fifty. Well, you got thirty minutes. A buck fifty. Good lord. There's an under. Well, just you know, some women Did have Manny come and Pacquiao tried it. Do yeah. this as audience. Some people believe it, and you know what? Right. A woman who mm. I can't. I mean, I'm not. I want to try and put a weight on her, but Please, she was not a big woman. That. She was a very. I don't know what she weighed, but was far Stout. under one fifty. Right. Probably has come the closest. To completing the challenge. Women, never underestimate a They're woman. They're just beating us. Never underestimate a woman. Never. But you know that. At Jerry Ferrara. Follow C you there. Ferrara. Jerry, Jerry C. C. Ferrara. I, I do have Jerry a middle. C. Someone Someone's took... squatting on Ferrara. Jerry yeah, Ferrara. Yeah, someone took we got, you, you didn't go underscore? You didn't go Jerry underscore? I did, but um, I, I, like it was just, I couldn't figure. I didn't want to have to say mm. Jerry underscore. I just thought that was going to be very annoying. Just, that's okay. So I brought the... <laughs> I brought the middle initial into it. Annoying. That is classic. Uh, okay. And um, at Jerry C. Ferrara, Think Like a Man is out on DVD. Uh, DVD and Blu-ray just came out last week, so if you didn't catch it in Because, again, like I said, um, that, that movie needed to make more money. It's clearer <laughs> that you had to do that. And uh, any other projects? You want to just well, put in our mind's eye? What's Entourage coming up? movie, hopefully uh, coming soon. And okay. uh, I do have a movie coming out uh, probably early next year called 7500. It's kind of a horror thriller with the director from The Grudge. Okay. Um, and uh, it's... Uh, Are you going to scare me, Jerry? I, 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 honestly, my two biggest fears in the world, I hate. I don't love flying. And I don't love scary movies. Mm-hmm. And it's a scary movie set on the plane. So I get to tackle. I tackled both in one shot. Good for you. It was frightening. It still haunts my dreams. Actually. And how long? Where crystal ball your giant season for me to wrap this thing up? Crystal ball. Uh, crystal ball. I'm gonna go ten and six. Well, wild card. I think two uh, play. I think the wild card is gonna come out of the NFC East, and uh, I think we're gonna get hot again at the right time. I think mm. we're gonna see a repeat, which you do not see in the NFL. But you didn't make it in your picks. No, you because I, I just. I also. I. I never pick. 
the Giants to win the Super Bowl. Okay, you can't do that. No, you don't want to put the the hex on them. I won't do it like that. I, I'll leave but Tom 10 Coughlin. And six, ten and six. That means they'll probably go. Oh, uh, wow. Where would they go? I mean, because uh, I think each division winner is going to be really stout. You can't just pick a division. Mm. Maybe they go they go NFC South, maybe. I don't know. Mm. We'll see. We shall see. Jerry, good to see you, buddy. Rich, this has been fun. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. At Jerry C. Ferrara, go get Think Like a Man on DVD if you already haven't seen it. Let's get this sandwich thing down, Pat. Let's make a deal. We will. Thanks, Jerry. All right, man. Here on the Rich Eisen Podcast. Jerry C. Ferrara, everybody. How much fun was that? That was great. That, that He was great. I mean, of, Entourage I, is one of those shows that... We, I, I know I loved it. I watched every episode multiple times. He was awesome. And just his knowledge was Oh, I mean, he's locked unparalleled. in. He's locked in. But out of everything, the thing that I take away from it the most is he thought um, putting an underscore in between your first and last name when your name's being squatted on on Twitter. What was the word he said? Ridiculous? Ridiculous. And uh, I'm going to agree. I said no numbers, no underscores. He went with his middle name. So well, Chris, maybe, well, Chris, so did Chris, though, because well, he's yeah. he's legally changing, right? Well, well no, I think well, it's, it would be C U Brockman, Chris right. U Brockman, right? For for underscore, this is true. Chris A Brockman, I thought was silly. That's not my name. My name is Chris Brockman. So until we can, <laughs> until until your boy Alex can get that taken care of with this guy, I'm rocking the underscore. Is the, is the guy at Chris Brockman still just like not on Twitter? Just he had, like I said before, he's had three tweets in April of two thousand nine. Yeah, my guy hasn't done anything since two thousand seven. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll, I'll get on it. I promise. Two thousand seven. Like Twitter, I, I didn't you. even know Twitter existed. I'm going to give you two gifts. I'll get you your your Twitter address if I can if I can. But one thing that I definitely can do is now give you a keep it up. You're going to lose T-shirt. Nice. All right. Because they now exist. Nice. They now exist. You asked for it. You got them. I heard rumors of a bundle package, too. What, with that and a punters of people, <laughs> yes. too? Well, yes. you, you already have those. Rich, because we, we made, we, we no, made those up. Listeners. You have the original punters the original, of people, right. too, T-shirt. Now, Busted Teaser. Yeah, Busted Teaser putting up those. The new ones. You know, the new ones. Right. Uh, you can now go to BustedTees.com and get your punters are people, too, T-shirts there. You go to BustedTees.com slash keep it up. You're going to lose. That's great. That is the website address. You know what's nice. not in the works, Rich? A long snappers are people too t-shirt. Yeah, man. Wow. Actually, it's it's bustedtees.com slash keep it up. That's keep it. Keep it up. Nice. Keep it up. Awesome. Uh, which, you know, has a, uh, many different meanings, I guess, uh, like the t-shirt, you know. But, yeah, the long snappers are people too. John Condo, the guy that got knocked out, I was telling Brockman, uh, he played high school football in, uh, in like the Oakland. town right next to me uh, in Phillipsburg. And that guy was a beast. And it's re- weird that a guy, oh, now he's 10 years in the league man. and just goes to show how important long snappers truly are. Yeah, when you get concussed and, yeah. and then the, uh, and then your your backup comes in and, and was bowling for dollars. And Dilfer, you know, who's great. I love Trent. Yeah, he started good. right here at NFL Network. And um, I'll tell you what. Uh, he said it himself. He's like, listen, you got to do your job. I feel right. bad for the guy, and he's not used you know, to doing it. But it's it's interesting, though. The Redskins had the same problem, too, you know. Yeah. You know you were that? The Redskins had the issue, too. And um, they signed a, another long snapper on well, Tuesday. Yeah. My high school coach used to always say, you're one play away. You never know when you're going to get your chance to, to play. But and the, the, Redskins long snapper, the Redskins long snapper broke his arm and kept playing. Someone, yeah, now, someone now. tweeted that to me. 
that the so Redskins. I bet the the Raiders though or the head injury is a different story. Ooh. Yeah, that was, that are, and what a, a wow! I mean, in the whole Raiders 2012 season, gets they lost off by on the eight wrong points. Foot. Three, well, three the defense was turnovers. out of their skull. Yeah, the defense looked good, and McFadden looked good. Um, but not, that offense not running the ball 35 yards for my rush champ. I know. How's that looking to start? I mean, in terms of our our EP picks, one weekend you heard what Jerry had to say. You know, Stafford leads the league in passing. He does that. Uh, the leader in rushing. Who's the leader in rushing? Right C.J. Now? Spiller, 159 yards. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, McCoy. You know, again, I, I went. I went. You know. Uh, I mean, no one would have stopped. I went, I went Foster. I went Foster McCoy. looked good. Foster looked good. What do you have? Like 70. McCoy had over 100 yards. Touchdowns. My Shiano pick. Yeah, looks, looks, pretty good. looks good. My uh, Pagano 0 for 1 so far. Again, it's just knee jerk. This Lo- is just knee jerk. Lovey. Knee jerk. Bears look Lovey's good. look good. I know. And and you know who's you know who's uh, MVP pick looks good. Mike Lombardi's yeah. MVP pick. Ooh. Just one week, I know that opening. But he picked Joe Flacco when nobody. I mean, opening play of the game last night though. I tweeted that out. I tweeted out last that, that, that during that opening play of the game that that opening play had a had a message Absolutely. sending aspect to it, and that's where I also linked. <laughs> keep it up, you're going to lose. That's the message. If you want to keep doubting Joe Flacco. You want to doubt that the Ravens' offense cannot be no huddle if you think that Joe Flacco's arm isn't taking us somewhere there this year. Keep it up. You're going to lose. And the touchdown pass to Bolden, same thing. Shouldn't have been uh, a touchdown But he pass. stood in there. See, he and took that's the whole hit. thing. We might as well hit this real quick, that dude. The, replace, the replacement officials, yeah. okay? There is no replacement official upstairs. Those are the same guys. The... Um, the, the, booth, the, booth the booth guys, the booth officials, so the replay them. officials. Yeah. No, but the the referee on the field is still is not just dictating dictation. It's not covered just, by two bangle. The reason why, the reason why, and that's why I keep thinking they should just send it upstairs to the guy who knows this stuff, or the the gal if there is a, rep, uh, a female replacement official. Send it upstairs, just like college. But that play was reviewed, just like college. But when you've got two people talking about uh, it, yeah. that's when things can start spiraling. Well, I see it this way. I see it this way. I see it this way. Technically, the ref on the field makes the last call. They, like the hockey. coaches, the coaches want the ref on the field to have a part of the process because they want to be able to look at the person who made the decision and bitch that person out, right. or get a question answered. As opposed to, well, I'm not seeing it. That's what they tell me from upstairs. Coaches don't want that. It should be like hockey, too. It should come out of command center at 345. And they can do it. Yeah. Especially when there's only one game going on. But we, I said this. I said this uh, to, to um, the league officials who were going around to all the, the media, uh, members of the media preseason to go over rules of emphasis and all these changes. I'm like, why not? And they say the co- this is what the coaches want. Competition committee says they want the officials on the field to have a part of this process. Now, I don't again, I'm just saying this assuming that the uh, uh, official on the field was making this call. Because yeah. clearly it looked like that that ball was moving. And to me that's what the issue is with these replacement officials is that the calls are late. They may be right, but they're late which only infuriates the fans and the coaches. Some of them aren't made at all. Mariucci showed a pick play that happened in the Giants-Cowboys opener that he said the regular refs would have called 10 times out of 10 because the regular refs have seen this type of stuff. Just by seeing the formation, they know it's coming. And they know if this is the formation, we're most likely going to see a pick play, and they keep an eye on it, and if they see it, flag comes out. 
So, you know, that's part of the things that we're missing too. And then thank goodness for the, you know, um, for the Cardinals that the Seahawks right. fourth timeout didn't affect the yeah. game that they got. And I, I just, you know, and you just watch these games, you see the coaches, the coaches, they're, they're out on the field barking at the refs. A you lot know what I mean? more often. A lot when there's a spot of the ball. I think Norv was, was almost at the numbers on one spot of the ball on Monday night because they want to make sure these guys are going to get it right. There's more demonstrative. You see a lot of lip flap, a lot more, a lot more lip flap between the players and these guys because there's not a respect factor there. Yep. And it's just like, why should I respect you if you're going to be back as an environmental engineer wherever you're going to be in two weeks' time maybe? If this thing gets settled, that's why I just wish this thing was over. Doesn't but, look like it's going to be. But but if you want to bottom line it, if you want to bottom line it, there's no asterisks against and next to any games in Week One. I don't think. And Sunday Night Football just had the biggest rating it's ever had. So yes, it's not uh, like fans are like tuning out. So if if I'm a regular ref right now, I'm calling up my rep saying, "What are we doing?" What are we doing? Yeah. And what, what what's to be done here? It's a big, pretty big game of chicken we got going on. How about Jonathan Vilma back and on the pup list, just like we said last week? Well, yeah, I know. We'll see how that plays out. Um, what else? What other housekeeping can we do? We did the REP picks again. REP uh, we're, picks, we're, you're on the road, obviously, Thursday night football. Yes, yes. So we're only going to do one audio podcast per week, no television podcast. By the way, great job again on the, on the TV show. Thank Although I, I did get a few tweets based on how you edited the Ryan Lochte conversation where it makes it look like I wanted him to say something negative about Michael Phelps because I hated him. I don't think that's how it came <laughs> no, off. Yeah, it did. You cut out the crucial part saying do something for it. the podcast. You're couching it. Please help help out the podcast by saying something mean. It just said, say something mean about Michael Phelps. People are like, what are you hearing about Michael Phelps? It's not as if Michael Phelps isn't the most beloved Olympic athlete of all <laughs> Michael time. Phelps at the game last night. On Seriously, the he, makes, he, makes, the he, make, he makes Ryan Lochte look like Hans Gruber. Okay? Michael Phelps. Other than that, it was great. <laughs> Other than that, it was good. That's another T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, it was great. That was great. That's another T-shirt. <laughs> We came with another one. This is what we do. No. Other than that, it, it was, was great. great. It was great. It was great. <laughs> That's another T-shirt. <laughs> that is another T-shirt. That might be an, that might be our third. We got our own line going right A now. A Rich Eisen podcast T-shirt line. Punters of people too. Hey, uh, have you gotten your royalty checks yet for that Brockman? I have. Punters of people too. What? Punters of people too. Punters of people too. Right. You got punters of people too. You keep got it up, keep it up. You're gonna, gonna lose. lose. Other than and that, that, other than that, it was great. It was great. <laughs> nice, great way to finish it off. <laughs> yes, well, I will be in Green Bay on Thursday. We might try and Thursday do a late football. Friday one, but uh, not we'll looking see. good. We'll not see. looking good. Who knows? I don't know. By the way, big game for the my pack. flight's delayed. And you're big game for the pack. I know. I know. If they they're they're now officially on a short week, and if they lose this thing, they're two and a half behind the Bears. Two and a half. There'll be two full games, and then of course the half game that the Bears would have up on them until they play again later in the season. Huge. I knew it. That's what this whole thing with week two now, man. Week two. Short weeks. Short Very weeks put short. some serious pressure Absolutely. early season. And that's why the, the Panthers and the Giants need a win. Right. Because somebody could be 0-2 going into that short week in week three against each other to kick off week three. Giants and Panthers. And then week four, Ravens-Browns. Yes, sir. 
Brandon Whedon better step his game up oh. on behalf of all of us here at NFL Network. Thanks for listening to the Rich Eisen Podcast. Peace out. Stay listening, friends.